Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. I'm Corey Crenshaw. I'm Richie Suave Flores. And this is Sporty with Corey and Richie Suave. On the Hockey Podcast Network. In a world where social media is king and everyone is an expert in everything, get the facts from your insiders here on Sporty with Corey and Richie Suave. Here are your hosts, Corey Crenshaw and Richie Flores. Welcome back in, everybody. Um, we are coming at to you all on a Wednesday night as I am watching um, Canada just absolutely kill Switzerland um, in women's ice hockey. And uh, Richie and I were just kind of sitting here debating a couple of things. Well, we'll have to come to you about later. But first, the birthday boy himself has to talk to you about his Weekend doing skating with Layton and uh, doing one of the best runs I think I could have ever imagined come out of him because there's no way that I would have been able to run the length that you did, Richie. Yes, skating for Layton was a lot of fun. It was uh, really cool to be out at Phoenix Raceway raising money for the uh, Layton Accardo Scholarship Fund which of course goes directly into girls hockey here in, in Phoenix and Arizona. And I set out prior to doing it that I was going to run a 10 K for the first time, which is just over six miles. It's 6.2 miles. It's something I had never done before. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to try this. I'm going to set a goal for myself and, and do it. And I did it. And, and I, and I, and there were, uh, ups and downs along the way. Like I got to four, I finished the first four miles and felt pretty good. I was like, dang, this is, I feel pretty good. I, I mind over matter or something kicked in and I, I felt great for the first four miles. And then I got to four and a half miles. I was like, oh boy, I'm starting to feel this. And then for that last mile and a half plus. I was like, oh my God, this is, this is the longest, like 25 minutes of my, like 20 minutes of my life trying to finish this run. And I could like, my legs were on fire. My knees were a little uh, shaky and I could barely like lift my legs up to even be able to run, but I finished and it was awesome. It was an awesome feeling to finish. And, uh, it was cool that uh, to have friend of the pod uh, Jordan there with me. She was at the finish line, 
And uh, she was the first person to greet me when I crossed the finish line to finish up the run. And it was cool and it was a great time. And I'm very proud of myself for being able to finish that run because I never thought I'd be able to do it two and a half years ago. Like, I, and, and I did it and it's awesome. And now I think I have a new goal at some point in the next several years, probably not anytime soon, but I ran almost seven miles on Sunday. That's half of a half marathon. So if I'm more than halfway to being able to complete a half marathon, that might be my new goal at some point to do that. And if I could do that, I, 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 I'd probably die at the end, but that's like my next goal for running is to do that. So it was a lot of fun. It was great. Had a lot of, a lot of great, good time out there. Um, Jordan and I compete in the, um, um, uh, cornhole tournament. Cornhole. Thank you. Thank you. I couldn't remember the name of the damn, the damn game for a second. And uh, we won our first match came from behind. Um, I, we were down to the last, the last, like we were on the winning shot. All I had to do was just get the bag on the board and we win. And I tossed the bag in the air. Uh, before I even made, made through the bag in the air, I, 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 I told, uh, I yelled out. I was like, okay, if I make this, this thing's over. So I was like, I'm going to make this. And I tossed it. And I felt good. And I tossed it. I was like, this is the thing he's headed straight. This is looking good. And I start walking away, feeling pretty good about the shot. And bam, it goes in. And I walked it off. And it was the, it was the greatest thing that ever that's ever happened to me in my sporting career. Unfortunately, we won't talk about what happened the next round. We got our asses handed to, to us by like some like ringers who were in this competition. But at least we won a, won a match. Our team name was Chick Norris. Jordan came up with that one. And it was a lot of fun. And uh, it was a great time out there. And I can't wait to do it again. Uh, first of all, that is the most what I would actually really expect out of both of you team name wise, it's very on brand for you two. So, uh, and I'm glad that you made it through the first, and that's pretty cool. Actually, you should have gotten some type of video of you turning around and just walking away from it. You know, it's like when people in Hollywood walk away from explosions, that's what you're, your real life situation of it was, but I'm, I'm very proud of you. I could have never have done it. Um, anytime Kat tries to convince me to do a 5k, I'm like, oh dear God, I'm going to have to get into running shape. I am one of those that I, you know, when I go to the gym, I, I run a mile as like a warm up, not as a consistent workout. <laughs> I hate, I hate cardio, I hate running more. If I'm going to do a lot of like really hardcore cardio, I am going to be on a cycle bike. I'm going to be that person that's going to be just cycling the shit out of it. You know, just that's my version of it. I can't run. It gets boring. I mentally think halfway through this, why am I doing this? I hate doing this. <laughs> and then just want to give up on it. And I'm also like very asthmatic. So then my, my lungs are killing me and I just don't want to be there anymore. And I'm like, why? This isn't fun. 
So um, I never have experienced that quote unquote runner's high. So um, yeah, I am very proud of you and very envious that you've been able to uh, get this good at running when I just do not have that talent. I mean, I'm not good by any means. Don't get me wrong. I'm not good, but I've, I've gotten better at it, I guess. I don't know why, why like my, my times are still, I think I finished my average time for the just below seven miles was about 12 and a half minutes. I mean, I run about 1130-ish when I do a 5K. So for you to have done that and done a significant more amount of miles, then that's pretty damn good. I think so. I beat my goal. My goal was to finish in about an hour 20, and I finished uh, at an... I finished the first 10K at least at an hour and 17 minutes around about there. So I beat my goal that time, sounds, which I was very happy about. That sounds awful. Why would you want to run around in circles for an hour? Hey, it was for charity. I did it. For for that reason, absolutely. But I just mean in general. Yeah, it's a long time. It's a very long time to, to run. But um, at some point, like... It's, it, uh, I found at least over the past year or so in the pandemic that it allows me to like clear my mind a little bit in a way. Like you can just like put, put my AirPods in and just like get out, get out of the house and just like be able to like not focus on anything else, not think about anything else and just, just think about. Just think about the run, basically, and enjoy trying to enjoy it as much as I possibly can, which is wild to say now because I kind of do enjoy it now more so than anything else, which is why I do it so often anymore. But I think I ended up, I think I finished the month of January having ran close to 30 miles for the month, which is insane. Yeah, Kat's gotten to you. That's what I'm going to say. I'm going to say that Kat has gotten to you. Uh-huh. And uh, you've now caught the running bug from her because that's that's what she does. She tried to do it with me. I don't think it's ever going to be accomplished. I I can I can do sprints. The long distance stuff is just awful. Hate it, hate it, hate it so so much. So I give you so many props. And uh, to pivot here, just just a small amount, still talking about reasons why it took us this long to record a podcast, but happy birthday. Um, one day late, Richie as is now February 2nd and you'll be listening to this February 3rd and on. Um, but February 1st is our dear friend of the show. The, our co-host, the person that, you know, is our stat man, the person who makes a lot of this podcast tick. It was his 31st birthday, and uh, how was it, Richie? How did how was your birthday? It was, I had a great birthday this year. Um, I think the last, last year, we were still in the middle of the pandemic. It was pre-vaccines for most of us, so we, I didn't do anything last year for my birthday, as far as I can remember. Um, the year before that, in 2020, I believe, was the year that we went axe throwing for my birthday, which was a lot of fun. 
And that was pre-pandemic. This is now closed because of COVID. So we yeah. literally shut that place down. Yes, we did. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it was it was fun this year. I, I enjoyed it. Um, went hiking earlier in the day. That was great. I uh, got to get out of the house a little bit because I was off on my birthday, which was nice. So I went hiking and uh, it was good. And then I met up with you and Scotty for dinner at Welcome Diner. Had some delicious food there. A nice, some nice cocktails. And then uh, we all won some money watching the Suns game too, which was, which was great. So it was, it was a really fun birthday. And uh, for me being as old as I am now, we don't do like massive birthdays around here anymore. I don't think so. It was a nice chill birthday with my favorite people. And, and that's all I could ask for. Oh, that's awesome. The, the one thing you did leave out, though, is that I I personally made you an old-fashioned when yes. you came over to watch the Suns game afterwards. I am very proud of myself. I am starting to master the old-fashioned, and uh, we'll, we'll have to do a Sporty Spirits on it sometime because I am now starting to get really good at it. Yes, it was good. It was quite delicious. Just the right amount of balance between uh, having the sweetness and then having the uh, ha- having the 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 whiskey, and it was a good balance. And uh, you did good. And I, I'm my. I feel like my um, proficiency as a bartender is now like wearing off on you which is which is great yeah and see cats running has rubbed off on you and your ability to bartend has rubbed off on me i'm now mm-hmm. really enjoying it there's actually um bartending things that i put on our registry for the wedding because i'm wanting uh-huh. to really become kind of good at it i really enjoy doing it scotty enjoys cooking i enjoy making cocktails <laughs> you know Everyone has their thing. But mm-hmm. one of the things, speaking of Scotty, that we were just arguing about as we were watching this uh, Canada-Switzerland game, which they won't even show the third period of. It was 8-0 to zero going in, into the third period. So they're showing the, the third period on Peacock. Um, we were commenting on Canada's jerseys because of the fact that they are all blacked out with red accents on them. The numbers are in red. There's some red stripes on the side, but they have essentially the maple leaf on the front that is black with red shadowing basically behind it. It's a drop, like a drop shadow, like you would on, on text. And, uh, Scotty and I hate it. Like we think you, they should definitely make the maple leaf red, why are you trying to hide the maple leaf like that? What is the purpose of this? Um, you, I think, have a different opinion on it. I actually dig them. I know a lot of people, when they first released the Team Canada jerseys, were shitting on it because of the way the actual um, maple leaf itself looks. But I thought that, I think they look cool. I'm a big fan of the. I'm a big fan of all the Canadian jerseys this year. And I like the black ones too. I think they're obviously hard to tell that the maple leaf is on there, but that's fine. Like we know who you are, right? You don't have to see it in order to know who that that's team Canada playing in black and red. So 
I'm a fan of it. I like it. It looks pretty cool. Um, because I think if it was a red maple leaf, I think, oh, look what's coming on now. It's curling. I've been waiting yes. for this day. I have been yes. waiting for this day. Oh, man. Sorry, folks. This is what you get when you listen to our show. We get, Corey and I get way too distracted when we have Olympic curling coming on. Yes. Ooh, it's mixed doubles, USA versus Norway. Ooh. There is uh, something very calming about curling, but also very exciting. It's so weird how entertaining curling can get. You just get sucked into it and don't realize that you've been staring at it for hours. <laughs> yes, it's very, very um, fun to watch for me. Because like you said, it's kind of calming to watch. It's like nice and like, like uh, easy to put on the background and like watch and enjoy and kind of like not have to focus too hard on what's going on sometimes like you do some other sports where you kind of have to like focus in and there's a lot going on. Curling is just throwing a rock down the ice. Like it's one of the simplest sports you can do. And, and then it gets like super dramatic near the end of matches sometimes. And then you get the aggression sometimes of like the sweepers and then they're like super, super strategic too. Yes. Yes. It's Which like, is great because then you can like play along at home in a way and be like, oh, if I was them, this is where I would put it. Yeah, it's it's brilliant. Um, you know, I'm sure Canadians just like they they love their hockey, totally love their curling and uh, are basically thinking, yeah, we've known this for forever. How are you Americans just now enjoying curling this much? You have to remember, we don't have ice in this part of the country, probably on the East coast, they have more appreciation for curling and understanding for curling. And, um, and in, and in places like Minnesota, I'm pretty sure that's where the men's team that won. Mm-hmm. Um, was it last winter Olympics? They were yep. all from Minnesota. Yep. That same team is back to defend their gold medal too. Ooh, that's exciting. That's very exciting. Mm-hmm. But as you can tell, Richie and I are, super excited for the Olympics and we're just, you know, beside ourselves to be able to watch a bunch of different things. And the funny part is I'm really not that excited to be watching men's hockey considering no, the fact that care. there are no NHL players in it. It's, it kind of takes some of its allure out. I don't give two shits about the men's tournament this year. I didn't. I did it in 2018 either. It's all about the women's tournament for me, hands down. Not even close. U.S. and Canada on a collision course again for the gold medal game. That's what we care about in these Olympics. is Is the women's tournament, not the men's. Couldn't even tell you one player on any team in the men's tournament. Actually, I can because there's a couple former Coyotes hanging around on a couple of the different rosters. Um, but other than that. Including Jason Demers, by the way, who's playing for Team Canada at these Olympics. Um, but other than that, yeah, all I care about is the women. Like, we're getting U.S. and Canada in the prelims coming up on Monday, which I'm very excited about because I am off, do not have to work that night, and so I can watch the game. And I'm so excited for that, to watch those two teams go at it again 
Like, I can't wait. That's the that's if you're talking about the the thing I'm most excited about these Olympics for. U.S. and Canada, women's hockey, by far. I just really hope that we don't get into a situation again because of the time difference. Because, uh, you know, last Olympics when we were watching the gold medal match, it was middle of the night. It was late, late at night when we were watching that game. So I'm hoping... It doesn't happen to be that way again, but as I was last time, I will be 100% willing to stay up all night if that's the case. Okay, so the women's gold medal final is scheduled for February 16th at 9 p.m. Arizona time. Oh, that's so not bad. That is not nearly as bad as... I remember tweeting... I think close to 3 a.m. last time. Yeah, I don't think it was that late, but it was the game didn't finish until well after midnight here in Arizona, for sure. Yeah, it, it was it was pretty late, and I just remembered thinking, like, this is going to suck in the morning, but I'm so happy. Because part of what sucked about it was you were so hyped that it took hours just to get to bed. Exactly, exactly. Which I have no idea if I'm working that night. If it is ends up being U.S. Canada, there's a chance I develop um, a little bit of a sickness, so I can't <laughs> attend work that night. So I can go, so I can watch the game. However, I usually only work until about ten o'clock, so I'd be able to get home in time to watch probably like the second and third period. But I don't want to miss any of it. Like I, I can't do that. What would you do if the Rams won and? Team USA women's hockey also won within the same week. Oh, it would be, it would be incredible. Like there would be so much craziness happening. I don't even know what to do. Like I'd be screaming constantly, pissing off our neighbors here at the apartment complex, which is why for the NFC championship game, I was glad I was at the radio station and I was the only person in the building. So I could just yell at the top of my lungs and nobody would care at the end of that game um, when Von Miller caused, or excuse me, Aaron Donald um, got in on Jimmy Garoppolo and Garoppolo threw the pick that ended the game, basically. Like, I was I was yelling at the top of my lungs. Like, it was, it was crazy, celebrating. I can't imagine what I would do if they won the Super Bowl for the first time in over 20 years. Because I, I don't know what my plans are for the Super Bowl yet. Don't really know. I have no idea. Don't know if I'm here. Don't know if I'm be anywhere else. A bar, I have no clue. Figure it out when we get there. But if they do win, um, I hope the people understand that there's not a murder taking place. And so I just am really excited. <laughs> That's exactly it. Is you're going to have to like warn every neighbor around you. Maybe. I'll put a sign on the door. <laughs> Maybe we'll just have you come over. And then we can just, then, then it's just two neighbors we have to warn. And then, you know, you can just stand in the backyard and scream all you want, you know? Yes. Because you don't really have a backyard to go out in and just nope. like s- scream blame murder if you had to. Exactly. So. That's, I, yeah, I just need somewhere where I can just like run around and just, 
scream. I don't have a... Oh, you know what I should do? You know what I should do? Maybe I'll do this. If the Rams win the Super Bowl, I'm going to jump into the closest pool I can find. I don't know if our pool here at the complex is locked up for a certain time during the winter time. I don't know, but we're going to find out. I'm going to break into that fucking thing if the Rams win the championship and immediately jump in and with whatever I'm wearing. I don't even care. If I have my jersey on, I'm going to jump in with my jersey on. Uh, that sounds great as long as there's someone there to videotape it. <laughs> I'm sure there will be. not have someone videotape it. Oh, yeah. Somebody will be, be there. Whether it be you... Anybody else? Somebody will be there for sure. Okay, good. Because that, that's one of those things that has to be kind of remembered forever. Because, you know, I'm sure the the Rams will continue to go on, you know, better runs than other teams. But as, as a Vikings fan, I can say you have to take the good moments and cherish them forever. Yes, exactly. I, I don't I haven't been able to celebrate a championship in a while. As of you, neither of us have really been able to celebrate championships anytime very soon. So if I can get the chance to do it, I'm going to go nuts. Good. That's, that is 100% what you should be doing. This is actually going to be a pretty exciting next couple of weeks because of all of this. And hopefully it will deter from all of the damn talk about the Coyotes Possibly playing at ASU's new arena and everyone's bullshit that they like to constantly talk about it. It's it's incessant. Oh yeah, for sure. That's uh, it was. I don't know if I've ever been on Twitter before and saw so much like just absolute bullshit from people after the news. This news came out that the Coyotes are very likely going to play at ASU's new rink for the next several years. And I had to tweet out multiple times. I was like, and I got, there's one tweet of mine that like blew up. But my, my basic point was like, is there anybody outside of the state of Arizona that is like happy about this? That the team is staying? Cause all I saw for most people was like shitting on it and joking about, Oh, what Bush league move that these guys are doing. Why don't you just move them to, Quebec, move them to Houston already, blah, 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 blah. I was like, come the fuck on. Like, can't you just be excited that this team is staying here? It was so stupid. And I will yeah. say, I got a bunch of replies uh, on this tweet. You can go look at it. It's at our floor is 91 on Twitter. And and a lot of people came to the county's defense and said, hey, we're from out of town. And we're, we're, we're glad they're staying and I appreciate that fact. I thought that was really cool from a lot of people, whether they be it from Canada or whatever, blah, 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 blah. And that was great. Um, very good to see. Because, like, the overwhelming majority of people on Twitter were just shitting on it all the time. And I was like, come on. Like, you don't – like we say on the show all the time, you guys just don't understand what's going on here. And um, and it's probably not going away anytime soon. Corey, you sent me the article about um, – from the athletic about how team executives from around the league are getting all pissy about it. And I was like, whatever. I don't care what you have to say. You idiots. All of us coyotes fans are going to be the first people knocking on the door to 10 games. Cause I think 
a lot of Coyotes fans are super excited to see a game there. Like it's going to be one of the coolest, most unique atmospheres I think we've ever seen when it comes to professional sports. And I think in fact, it's going to be a tough place to play for visiting teams coming in because it's going to be a small rink, small venue. You're going to be right on top of of the action and it's going to be louder. Like I think in a way you can get a 5,000 seat arena like that louder than you do a 17,000 seat arena with 10,000 people in it. Cause you get cavernous and it's really weird. Right. But with this, with this new ASU rink, it's going to be loud. Here's my proposal. The Coyotes need to set aside a section every home game for several hundred ASU students. I don't care how much, like, they used to do student nights at Coyotes games, and they were really successful with it. Do the same thing. Pack that fucking place with ASU students and let them go nuts like a student section. Tell me that would not be fucking cool as shit to go watch an NHL game with that atmosphere. Oh, 100%. That would completely be amazing to watch it's the same way as if you have you know when you have a student section in general but you would have a student section for an nhl team it would be so much fun and it's funny because that one of the there's a bunch of quotes that came out of that athletic article that were all about um you know what their complaints and and basically, yeah, you know, complaining how Bush League it is and how embarrassing the look is and all of these things. And that I think one of the quotes, it even said something along the lines that, you know, they're going to either have to have the owner sell the team or uh, move the team because this is such a bad look. And da, 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 da. Here's my my thing I have on it. The alternative of where they would be going is to the Memorial Coliseum. If they were going to move to Memorial Coliseum, it's much older. It's it's not very nice on the inside. It's going to need a bunch of renovations. It doesn't have the plugs for the ice. It doesn't have any um, suites in it as well. So you'd have to do all of those things. And it only, it itself only holds 10,000 people in it. If you pack people into the five thousand seats arena that is brand new is made for hockey the only thing that you know the coyotes will have to fork up is the fact that they can't use the areas that asu hockey is using because um of ncaa rules but um you pack it full of people and it's going to be loud it's going to be only really true fans that are at those games they will show up in large numbers trying to um, support this team because there are fans that are so highly dedicated to this team. They've already started petitions and to try and get Tempe to um, vote through the new arena. And so you come in, you make those 5,000 seats, which are all wonderful seats to have in any other um hockey arena those are your lower level seats you take every single one of those and you treat it that way and you double the price on it and you make the same exact revenue you would on a 10,000 seat arena so when they're complaining about revenue and escrow and all of that you can make the same revenue if you pack that house every single night and I really genuinely think you could 
Oh yeah, they're gonna sell. There's the Cowboys are gonna set sell out records at, starting next season. They're gonna sell out every game. And if they don't, then I would be the first to admit that that's embarrassing. If you can sell five thousand five thousand tickets to go see an NHL team play, even if the team's not good, but I doubt that's gonna happen. I feel like it's gonna be a happening place to be. I can't wait to go to see a game there uh, starting next season. And um, yeah, some of these quotes here just just ridiculous right like here, here's one of them here just uh one of them said um from an anonymous team exec i wouldn't be surprised if at some point the league had to bite the bullet and force the current ownership to make a move or sell they've botched the situation in glendale which first of all the team did not botch the situation in glendale, glendale botched the situation in glendale exactly mm-hmm. which is telltale sign of like having no fucking clue what's going on here What's to say anyone believes they'll actually get something done in three or four years? Which at the moment, again, is they're still working its way through Tempe City Council, so we'll figure it out very, very soon. Um, like, to me, like, when you have, and this uh, Yahoo article that you sent me, Corey, it has um, a tweet from Brad Marchand, which was, like, utter bullshit, which is, like, I generally like Brad Marchand. He's a great player. Um, gets under people's skin, but he backs it up with, what he does on the ice. But like when he was like shitting on the Coyotes fan base, I was like, what are you doing? Like just fucking play you dope. Like he said, the only way to get 5,000 fans at their games is now is if they give away 4,500 away for free. So that wouldn't change much to which I replied with the actual attendance this year, which is over 11,000 for a team that is literally one of the worst teams in the league. Yes. Absolute trash. I mean, they did upset the Colorado Avalanche, which is its own topic in itself. So many people probably lost their sports bets on that. Or someone also made a like a shit ton of money if they bet on the Coyotes mm-hmm. on that. But that is hilarious. But yeah, you are absolutely right in the fact that it's a shitty team that's still making solid attendance. People will show up to those games even if it was for nothing other than to support the team. I mean, I would be buying tickets to try and get in there because of the fact that I'd want to support the team. In two, it's going to be so exclusive. Can you imagine how cool that's going to seem to people, especially the people that are in Scottsdale, that they, um, you know, that love to just throw their money around at things and they can say, I got into a very exclusive Coyotes game. It's like that uh, SNL character, Stefan. Phoenix's hottest club is called... <laughs> no idea what you're talking about. I wish I what? did. That was great. That was a great voice. I really enjoyed. Oh my that. god, Corey, how do you not know about Stefan? This is. Oh my god, this is the end of our friendship, Corey. I'm sorry. Oh. I don't know about Stefan, but not I, I... Your, not coming to your wedding anymore. It's over between us. I'm sorry. Wow. Wow. This is very disappointing. SNL. Let me send you what he looks like. I can't. If I show you what he looks like, I think you know the the character. It's um, Bill Bill uh, Bill Hader played him. He was like this. Uh, I do know super... Bill Hader. Okay, here he is. Let me send you the picture. But I mean, this is going to be a brand new arena too. That's the other thing is that I think people don't understand is it's not going to be a dump that you would be going into these games at. It would be a, a nice brand new arena in the heart of Tempe. And 
for the younger players, they really like to go and hang out in Tempe anyways. They would be um, probably trying to keep the players to stay further away from the arena so they don't party, basically, if they're there for more than a day. I see that as being the biggest problem out of all of this, is literally the fact of trying to keep the players in check. Oh, yeah, you're right. I do. I do. You're you're welcome. I actually do know who you're talking about now. I did not know that was the name of the character. Okay, good. Our friendship is back on. That's good to know. Yeah, no, I okay. I do know. And it will be the hottest place. I think people are very much underestimating the facts of how much people like the coyotes, how much people love exclusivity and how fun of an environment that arena will be and the location of it and how great it will be for college students. I think people underestimate that. Yeah, I I, I 100% agree with you. And again, it's not final. Craig Morgan has... Uh, reported that the Board of Governors is, is expected to vote on it and approve it here over the next you know two weeks or so. So we'll we'll get some finality on it here very very shortly. How, one last thing about ASU, Corey. Um, we only have a few games left at Oceanside before um, before their tenure at Oceanside Arena is is over. So we we need to make plans to try and get out to one of the final games, which let me look it up here What we got on the docket as far as home games left. Uh, we have some coming up on Friday and Saturday this weekend. Um, and then we have the final two games currently on the schedule, which is March 11th and March 12th. So as currently scheduled, and I believe they're trying to actually add a couple more games to the schedule. Um, that's what we're looking at here. We only have four home games left at Oceanside. Yeah, we absolutely have to make it there because of the fact that now that I've heard that it will probably be demolished after all of this, uh, when you told me that, it genuinely felt like, like a person had died. That is so crazy to me. It is one of the originals outside of Arcadia like the one of the original rinks in the valley and for it to it's weird because it's kind of a rebirth you know the it's basically dying so that way um an NCAA an actual NCAA rink can be born but so it is beautiful in that sense it just is a actual representation of how far hockey has come in the state of Arizona, but it's also really sad at the same time because you're watching history in this state basically die. Yeah. And it's not obviously 100% official that Oceanside could be seeing its final days, but that was just something that I heard uh, Craig Morgan say on one of their podcasts recently though. You kind of put it put it out there as like a throwaway line. I don't think really people caught on to, but I caught on to it. So hopefully that's not the case. And I misheard what Craig said, but 
from what I understand and what he said was that the land that Oceanside currently sits on is is under new ownership and they want to redevelop the land and a rink a hockey rink is in those plans. So that's what I understand at least. When I was talking to when I was talking to someone the other day, uh, they were saying that Oceanside was always on rented land. So I don't know if that is true or not, that they were always renting that land. So the the chance of them, you know, not continuing to pay that land and it going away was always a chance. Yeah, hopefully it's not the case. I don't want to see the end of Oceanside for good. Because like you said, we already talked about how there is a overabundance of need for sheets of ice here in the state. So losing one of them would, would suck. Um, but uh, anyway... It's uh, getting late here. Curling is on. We're currently in the second end of the mixed curling here. Mixed doubles curling. U.S. and Norway. U.S. is up one to nothing in the uh, as we wind down here in the second end, and uh, we'll see how they do. So I'm gonna. We're gonna both Corey and I are gonna get back to watching this this match here which is very exciting already and um and then we will let everybody else in the sporty nation enjoy the rest of their night evening day wherever you may be listening to us uh do you have anything else before we say goodbye uh nothing other than respect for a lot of the coyotes fans just over all of the years and of recently and the fact that We've always talked about the fact that Coyotes fans are very dedicated and very supportive of their team. And this is probably the most trying thing that the Coyotes have been through in recent times of, you know, of really dealing with, you know, not literally getting evicted, not having a home. And uh, Coyotes fans, I feel, have come out in pretty full force in support of that. And it's just impressive. Between that and uh, everyone coming out in full force for skating for Leighton, it's just a really cool community to see and to be a part of. Before we go, Corey, I do have to tell the people about DraftKings Sportsbook. Super Bowl 56 is here. My Rams taking on the Cincinnati Bengals. It was announced on Wednesday that the Bengals are going to wear the black and white combo, and then the Rams are going to wear the throwback white jerseys with the yellow pants, which I'm very excited about. Super Bowl 56, coming up here in just a couple weeks. And you can join DraftKings Sportsbook, official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 56. And if you're a new customer, you can get 56 to 1 odds on either team. That's right. If you bet just $5, you can get $280 in free bets if your team wins. I'd bet on the Rams, personally, but I think I'm a little bit biased. Um, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now. Use the promo code THPN and get 56 to 1 odds on either the Bengals or the Rams. All you got to do, again, just bet $5 to get 280 in free bets if your team wins. 
That's promo code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 56. 21 plus minimum age and location requirements vary by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for full list of requirements and state-specific responsible gaming resources. Void where prohibited. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in Tennessee. Call or text to TN Redline 1-800-889-9789 in Connecticut. Call 888-789-QUADRUPLE-7 or visit ccpg.org. Slash chat in New York. Call 877-8-HO-PENNY or text HO-PENNY 467-369. Good night and good hockey, everybody.